and we're on. All right. Will, thanks for coming. Absolutely. Um, so uh, today I wanted to talk about uh, parenting and uh, the root of all of our problems. Uh, <laughs> in Where do society. you start? Where do you start with that? Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I think uh, I've been I've been thinking about lately. I've been thinking a lot about um, how we got here and what it was like. What's different now than when we were kids? And I think it all kind of stems from the knee jerk reaction to years of the advancement of media and technology and how we just hyper-focus on all the worst case scenario, terrible things like child abductions and um, extreme bullying that causes suicide and things like that. And how all of a sudden we're flooded with all these stories, which in reality are not very common, but we see them so much, much like with crime today and everything we saw, we saw them so much more than we used to that we thought everything was ending and all of a sudden everyone starts overprotecting their kids and it just snowballs from there. Right. Well, I think that people are, I want to say, kind of losing who they are. Um, I think that the social media and the TikTok is kind of uh, shaping people more so kids than it is adults, shaping them into what they want them to be. Mm -hmm. And they're conforming to it. And it's really just changing, um, you know, their idea of how life should be, family structure, all that's being kind of stripped away from uh, they're getting older and they have no value in that. They don't see the, the value in being married. They don't see the value of having kids. I mean, we say that all the time that I don't want to have kids. And, and that's fine, you know, if you if you choose to do that. But then they, they kind of celebrate the idea of, of not having kids and then they wanted everyone else to kind of follow along. Like, well, why do you want to have kids? That doesn't make sense. And, you know, I, and I know there's a lot into having a family, you know, money is a factor and there's a lot of different uh, things that go into having and starting a family, but we've kind of, every, every generation is kind of uh, it's that is kind of falling apart, yeah. you know, and, and no one and kids, you me talk to any teenage kid these days, you're like, oh, yeah, I don't want to, you know, it used to be, you know, they used to be the American dream. You know, you have a family, you buy a house, you go to college, you do all these things. You want to have a great job so you can be financially set. And those, that's just not there anymore. You know, kids are, you know, unfortunately becoming more lazy. <laughs> They're less motivated than I feel like they used to be. They feel like the world is ending. You know, every time you turn on the news. Um, they're talking about how, you know, the planet's going to end by 2030, you know, with the, the climate change, you know, and, and I'm not saying that there's not something to that, but they, they like to, um, make it bigger than it is because you, you fear monger people and they tend to steer in a different direction. You, it's easier to, uh, to control people and manipulate people when they're, when they're scared. Right. Yeah. It feels like and, we're living in a world of hyperbole. Everything is extreme. Right, everything. Right. And they don't know how to cope with it. Um, and again, looking at media, they're, they're really shaping people into a, into some kind of animal <laughs> that we don't even know how to control anymore. Um, we look at COVID. There's a whole lot of different different scenarios, different uh, situations. But you know, a lot of people were afraid at that time. And you look what happened. You know, people were more than happy to give up their rights to feel safe. And it's not just with a virus; it's with anything. You know, yeah. civilizations have always controlled with fear. 
Mm-hmm. That's just that's just what it is. Sure. And they're still doing it today. They're doing it in a different way, but it's still happening. Right. And that's kind of I, you know, kids need to get off social media. You yeah. know, they need to get off. And it's fine to learn how to use technology. That's going to be with us forever. And I think knowing how to use it is fine, mm-hmm. but using it to help you versus destroy you is the difference. Yeah. Um, Facebook is destroying people. And it was meant, it, it first was brought on to, you know, connect people, right? right. It was to connect people, you know, your, your grandma is across the, you know, across the country, across the world or whoever. Yeah. And you're still able to keep in contact and FaceTime and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, but now it's turned into a manipulative uh, tool um, where they're kind of brainwashing people and brainwashing kids. But I say kids because adults are kind of set on their ways where they are. Kids are more um, are more controllable and they're just more vulnerable to things. Right. And we see it all the time. Yeah. And I don't think it's necessarily going to be, you know, intentional. You know, like I, I feel like a, a lot of a lot of things are attributed to malice, you know, and it, it's that's not the case, right? Most of the time for most people, they have good intention, right? Like they, they, they feel like whatever that message is that they're spreading is genuinely from it's for the better good, you know, whatever that may mean for that individual. But, um, I I think a lot of it is also overblown in the sense that for the same reason why I feel like the, over uh, overprotectedness started from the hyper-focusing on the extremes. We're kind of seeing that right now in general with like politics or, you know, whether it's COVID or, or whatever, you name it. Right. I I think that we just have that hyper-focus on the extremely loud voices on either end, because when you go out in public and people talk about this all the time, but when you go out in public and you actually talk to people, Everyone is way more moderate than what social media makes it out to be. Right. It, like in almost every level, it doesn't, it doesn't translate like Twitter world, Facebook world, Instagram world. It's not real. And it sounds cliche to say it because it is, but it's true. It's, it's just true. And I worry sometimes that, <laughs> and I, I don't mean, I don't mean to be, I don't, I don't want to get into like the whole masculine versus feminine BS, but there is a feminization of our culture that's happened over the years. And I think it's, it comes from a lot of different angles between number one, we all know fatherless homes, right? Uh, you know, men in jail, you know, leaving, leaving kids behind or just plain old abandoning them, the divorce rate, being through the roof and the majority of women getting granted custody. Right. So now you have a bunch of kids that don't have the two parent household that have primarily a feminine influence, not to say that feminine influence is a good, it's actually very necessary, but it has to be in harmony Mm -hmm. with masculine energy and, and feminine energy. It has to go together. So you combine that with on top of it, public school systems, primarily, uh, I mean, 90 something percent of teachers are female. Right. Right. So you get nothing but, or a majority of feminine energy without, and then on top of a demonization of masculinity and 
It may only be on the extremes that it's labeled as toxic, but that sentiment is still there, right? The feminist movement, you know, having so many waves, the newest one being very toxic towards men. Right. And it, it totally kills that harmony between feminine and masculine that I feel like we all need both boys and girls. Everybody needs that. Right. And I think that, um, that has led us to horrible things like trying to treat male depression the way that you treat female depression and, or just problem solving in general, or like, you know, this, this, um, push for men to be more vulnerable emotionally and this and that. And look, too tough is too tough. Sure. You do have to be vulnerable sometimes, but right. majority of the time you got to suck it up. Sure. That's what men are meant to do. You got to suck it up because evolutionarily we were always in danger. So if you let your emotions take over when you're in a dangerous situation, you will die. Right. Literally. And now we've evolved and we're, you know, we're not in, we're not that we've evolved though we have, but society has evolved to the point where we're not in mortal danger all of the time. And we think that we can just ignore where we've evolved to in favor of this new, more emotional and vulnerable state. And what do you get out of it? Skyrocketing rates of male depression and male suicide and all that stuff. Well, yeah. What did, I mean, what do you expect when you see that? Right. Well, I mean, if you look at uh, sitcoms, you look at, you know, cartoons, anything like it, it, from way back, I mean, men have always been portrayed as, being stupid they're the dumb ones in the family right i mean look at home improvement you know like everyone will watch that but he was the idiot right he yeah. always falling off the roof doing stupid stuff hitting his hand whatever just making jokes and it's fine to make the jokes but you start seeing a pattern where it's every sitcom every show the dad was the moron so when you're always portrayed as like okay the mom is the smart one, the only one you go to, the leader of the family. Right. That's not the way it should be. And I'm not saying anything about women. Everyone has a role. Okay. And I'm gonna <laughs> I'm and I'm gonna be you know soft, gentle the way I say this, but we don't. We, but we, <laughs> yeah, but I mean we do have a role though. You know, women have a role. I can't I can't do what my wife does with our daughter. Okay. If it was just me by myself raising our daughter, I would miss out on 80% of the things I, I should be doing. Because I don't think like she does. Right. We all have a role to play. And it, it stems back to what we first were talking about with family structure. And it, it just, if you make the, the male or the really, not just the dad, but the men in general, general always looking stupid, be the dumb ones, they can never be leaders. Right. And if they want to be a leader, you do say it's toxic masculinity. They're taking advantage of their of their gender role as the man and they're being too tough and they need to tone it down. But that's not in our DNA. That is not part of the structured system, but that's why we see a lot of things falling apart. When family's not there, society falls apart. It just does, and we're seeing it right now. And it's every generation that we see from here on out, it gets a little worse and gets a little worse. But you look at the family, the dad's not around. The women feel like they don't need to get married. They don't need a man in their life. And I'm not saying that every situation's the same. I'm talking about in general. Yeah. You know, women say they don't need a man. You know, you see it all the time. Yeah. But it's just, but then when you have a kid that's that's part of the, you know, part of the family group, you you need both 
parents, even if you're not together, you don't need to be saying that, oh, you know, your dad's an idiot or whatever. You know what I mean? You need to keep that circle together as best as you can for the best of the kids because they're our future generation. Yeah. Yeah, you know? 100%. And those are our future leaders. And, you know, as far as the roles go, it it, it sucks to kind of talk about it anecdotally, but you see it all the time where, you know, a, a successful woman will eventually get to the point where she wants to settle down and now it's too late. And look, there's nothing wrong with any woman having any job and doing whatever. Like, look, if that's what you want to do, that's perfectly fine. Right. Just, I feel like we've, we've done a disservice by not, by, by encouraging them to do that and then saying that you don't need a family and you don't need a man or whatever, they, it's the wrong message because what it should have been like, hey, you are free to do that. Absolutely. This is America, free country, do whatever the hell you want. But be aware of what you're throwing away, right? You only have a certain amount of time before either you can't have kids or no one will want to have kids with you. Right. Or at least the pool is shrinking, shrinking, shrinking to the point where you're going to have to make some, you know, concessions here and there with the the dating pool that you're left with. You know, it, it, to me, that's that's where the the. The middle is right. Right. And I feel like all we've done is talk about the extremes like, you know, there is the extreme that is toxic to say like, no women belong in the kitchen or whatever. Like, yeah. Okay. Right. That, that That's like a meme now. Like this is generally nobody really believe. Well, I should not nobody. Most people don't really believe that. Like, you know, we, we should oppress the women to be in this particular role. It's like, no, right. look, men and women are different, but equal, right? They have their strengths. They have their weaknesses. And Unfortunately, biologically, there are certain things we can't eliminate one or the other. You got to have both. Absolutely. But, but with the men, they're eliminating. They want to eliminate men by destroying women at the same time. Yeah. Because you see, you know, with and this is a whole another topic, but you see, you know, men that are saying that they're women <laughs> and they're wanting to be in women's sports. I mean, that's just a that's a that's a whole another topic. But yeah. it's just you look at that and you say, okay, you're trying to help women. But if they're if they're complaining, saying, "Hey, this isn't right. This isn't fair. I've worked my butt off." You know, what I mean, this. You know, I mean, they. You can't you can't lift someone up by destroying someone else. You can't. That's not the way that this works. Right. Right. You know. Yeah, you can't let your the extreme of compassion lead you into insanity. Right. Like you you have to have limits on on certain behaviors. Right. Where right. you know, there's this this misconception that oh you're free to do whatever. Like, no, no, there are limits to all of your actions, right? Like you can't, you know, you, you my, my right to, you know, what, what is the old saying? Like my, my right to swing my arms, you know, ends at your nose, you know, like, well, yeah, obviously. Right. Like, so there are certain things that, you know, the, as soon as you reach that externality that affects someone else, that's where the limits come in place. Right. Right. So whether it's, you know, the trans issue or whatever. And again, the middle, the middle ground is overlooked. Like you can be compassionate. You can treat somebody else like a complete human being. Right. You don't have to entertain the extremes of it though. 
right? Because we are in a free country and you can't, you can do what dress however you would like. But that's what we've become though. We've become where everything is extreme. It's either extreme or it's nothing. There is no middle ground. There's no gray area. You either agree with this or we're going to destroy you. (laughs) And it's, you know, I mean, as a society, how do you ever, how do you ever build and grow and show your children that there is a future that matters if all you're telling them is that you either agree with this or you're a nobody, you're nothing, we're going to destroy you. So you choose A or B. You know, it's not A through Z, it's A or B, and that's that's the only two choices you ever get. Right. You look at president. You know, you're choosing a president today. You know what I mean? It's the, the illusion of choice. And most things is the illusion of choice. You feel like you're important because you're choosing a certain, but how much of it are we actually deciding and choosing on? You yeah. know what I mean? The, the options were chosen for us. Right. So you only get this one or this one. And that's how societies ran today. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah, I, I agree with that premise as far as the, as far as, you know, politically, you know, voting for presidents and stuff. But on the, on the previous topic though, you know, I, I don't think it is a and B. I think that that's, I think that's the point to focus on is that it isn't a and B. Right there are there is C through Z there an infinite even more past that and we have to recognize that because we are given A and B on social media right but in real life you have infinite options right and well kids are growing up thinking that A and B and that's why the depression is high that's they're living the people that they see on social media aren't real you know everything is doctored everything is an illusion Mm -hmm. and they believe that that's reality. And when it, when they get out in the real world and realize that that's not reality, they get depressed and they don't know how to handle it. And that's where we've become. That's what yeah. we've become today. So, yeah, it's sad. It's really sad. Um, yeah. So, I mean, what, how do we fix it? You know, like, what do we, what do we do about that? I mean, it does, I mean, uh, it, it does start in, t- in the house, you know, and, and, Again, that kind of goes off the structure, but you have to do the best you can with what you have. You know, mm-hmm. not every family is going to stay together. Not every, you know, woman and man is going to stay together. Divorce is going to happen. It's just the way it is, and we have to just deal with it. You just deal with the cards you have, and you do the best you can. But it does start at home. You have to you have to watch what your kids are doing. Look at what they're watching and seeing and hearing. You have to be there. You know, you can't just let them come home from school and they just go to their rooms and they lock the door. And then, you, you know what I mean? You don't see them again until breakfast time. Yeah. You can't. They can't raise themselves. If you don't, the Internet's going to raise them and it's not going to be good. And that's what's happening today is that the Internet is raising our kids and they don't understand what's real and what isn't because the parents aren't, aren't there to show them. You know, it, that's what's changed is the Internet. It's good to have it. It's done a lot of good, you know, but there's also bad that's associated. You have to keep it in check. And yeah. parents are, we're, we're too busy. You know, we're becoming more and more busy. Inflation's high. People are working two or three jobs yep. and, and the kids come home from school and they're by themselves or they're with grandma or whatever. And they're not being, it ain't like it used to be where you could have a, you know, one, one job in the house and the, and the mom could stay home and raise the kids, watch them, you know, teach them things. Kids aren't learning you know, any skills, yeah. you know, they don't, they don't know how to change a tire. They don't know how to do anything. I wonder how much of that is, is due to, I mean, let's face it, probably all of it, but is probably most of it due to greed in the sense that we undoubtedly are in a much better, uh, technologically speaking society, right? Which means that we are more efficient with our work than we've ever been in recorded history, Right. 
So that means that we theoretically should be able to work less hours and still maintain a good, normal, healthy lifestyle. But somehow through our greed, right? We expect to have, we expect everybody from, I mean, the bottom of the middle class, let's say, and up to all live like we're all rich, right? Right. Whether you're buying a house that you can't really afford or a car that you can't afford or having all the newest gadgets that you can't really afford. And we think that because we can pay for it now, we can afford it, but that's not how it works. Right. You know, you should live well below your means. And and, and this is stuff that everybody knows. Everybody knows inherently like, Oh, I should be saving most of my money or at least a large chunk of my money, I should say, right? right? And save up for a modest house, save up for a modest car that gets the job done and all these things. And over time, you know, the expectations for everyone to have all the latest and greatest and the, you know, the, the expensive fashion or whatever. And look, I'm not talking about the poor, the poorest of the poor that are making peanuts, right? Right. Too many of them exist, right? <laughs> Didn't mean it like that. There are too many people that are that that are don't have enough income to really like get themselves out of poverty, right? And and we should do what we can to help lift them up. But I think that a lot can be done by focusing on what's actually necessary. We have this this terrible understanding of needs versus wants. We think everything is a need, right? And our needs become wants. It's weird. Well, we're in an instant gratification world now. You know, you I mean think about before Amazon was here. You'd have to wait, you know, two weeks for a package, you know, or you know. But now it's like, oh, it didn't get here in two days. I'm pissed. And it's it's, but it but it. I'm just using that as as a joke. But you know, we are. It goes back to divorce. You know, you want instant gratification. You want everyone to make you happy. You know what I mean? It's everyone, everyone gets offended about everything. No one has a backbone. Everybody's soft and it's, it's progressively getting, it's getting worse. And it's just, I, and you say, you know, what can we do? It, it, it's almost like it's, it's almost set in, you know, the concrete is set mm-hmm. and we better, we better, you know, it's almost time to break it up and just start over again. Right. Because we've gotten to a point where it's almost like you can't, <clears throat> you can't go back. You know, yeah. it's been, it's been formed, it's been shaped, mm-hmm. it's hardened. How do you, how do you change something that's already rock solid? You yeah. know, and I hate to say it that way, cause that sounds like doom and gloom, but, but it's not once you, once you recognize the problem, that's when you can change it. Just like with the person, once you realize what the problem is, then you, then you can work on fixing it. But until you, until we, as a, as a society realize that we have a problem mm-hmm. as a whole, It'll never be fixed because there's always going to be somebody fighting you on the other side that doesn't understand. They've never taken the time to realize. And how do you change those people's minds? Well, you got to bring in facts and you have to get people together to start making change. I mean, you know, you look at neighbors, you know, no one talks to their neighbors anymore. No one communicates. Everyone's pissed off all the time. Everybody's in traffic on their phones. You know, they're, they're glued into their own world. And when you, when you glued yourself into, you know, you go to work, you come home, you get on, you get on your phone, your people sit on Facebook for three hours or they watch Netflix or whatever. It's fine. Do what you want to do on your free time, but you have to unglue yourself from your bubble, right? Yeah. We're, we're too safe. And I think, you know, not to hit on this, on the COVID thing, uh, but 
that's kind of what happened. You know, people stayed home. People started working from home. You were home all the time. Right. And then people got on in public and then, you know, oh my gosh, the person doesn't have a mask on and you, you freak out and spray lights all everywhere. You know, <laughs> people became paranoid. Yeah. You know, and it's just, you know, I, I, I don't make fun, you know, cause I know it, it did hurt people, but I'm just saying like in that situation, people really got into their self bubble. We haven't got out of it. People right. don't have, you know, and it's, and it's been a slow progress. It's been a slow, um, where people don't, nobody communicates. And if you don't communicate with each other and not even your neighbors, like people used to, how are you going to change anything? Yeah. You know, how can you fix anything if nobody talks? But then when people that do talk, you know, you're tell, told, shut up, you know, like, don't, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, you yeah. don't know what you're talking about, you know, or they try to get you and they try to get you fired from your job because you they don't agree with this or that. It's like, just everybody needs to take a time out. I think we're getting to a high point that everybody just needs to shut up, take mm -hmm. a time out and just step back and just think, you yeah. know, think logically about what's going on. Yeah. I think, I think culturally there needs to be a shift to, to focus on our actual needs. I, I've talked about it before, but that's, I, I really do think that that's the root of the solution is, all right, what are our needs, right? As human beings, we need, I mean, basic safety, you need food, water, shelter, and you need a community around you because none of us are lone wolves, right? We, right. we can't, we will literally go insane if we are alone. And, you know, anyone that thinks, I mean, look at, you ever seen the show Alone? Yeah. Great show, right? Even the, like, best experts, survival experts, right? Like, they go insane. Well, they're in their fight or flight constantly. And that's, society is in their fight or flight nonstop. Because yeah. when you look at the news, they're always putting you in that fight or flight. Like, this is happening. It's about that doom and gloom because it keeps you in that fight or flight where you can't think about anything else but that survival instinct of what am I going to do? The world's ending. And they keep you in that state of mind because when you are in there, you cannot think logically, you cannot make changes, you can't fix anything because you're always in fear that you're that everything is crumbling to the ground, and that's where we are. Yeah, you know? yeah, and I think I think it would have it would help a lot too with the cost of things if we put if we put capitalism in check with a good culture that's focused on healthy food. For example, like, I really feel like it, if you start with food. Right. Right. And you get the culture to say in unison, I want food that is grown near me. I right. don't want processed bullshit anymore. Right. I don't want to eat poison anymore. I think more and more people are starting to wake up to the fact that all these food dyes and additives and preservatives and all that bullshit is not helping anybody. Right. It's fucking people up. Right. Badly. So, if you focus on that to start with, then all of a sudden, you know, it doesn't cost as much for food because you don't have to ship it across the damn world, let alone the country or anything else. Right. right. So now you're polluting less with all the, all the shipping and all that, and you're getting better quality stuff. You're eating in season food that doesn't have to be genetically modified to, grow all year round and all that stuff you know you start with that and now you have a necessity your food that is not making you sick and is more affordable filter your damn water <laughs> all of that right like <laughs> geez man like people think i'm crazy when i tell people to feel like you know i'll just random people like, hey you know not that i'm sitting there telling people hey filter your damn water you know but we don't realize how much chemicals in damn water you know even city water i'm like I hope you ain't just drinking the tap water right out of your damn sink in the house. You know, that there's so much shit in that. 
Yeah. And look, I used to be that guy, you know, like, it was like, oh, who cares? I'll drink the tap water. Like what, you know, I was 20 something and just, right. you know, invincible and it didn't matter. Like it, I'm just hydrating. It turns out it also doesn't hydrate you as well as like good spring water does. Right. right? You're missing a lot of minerals. Right. You know, from, from even just your tap water yeah. and whatnot and replacing them with awesome additives. Right. Um, but yeah, I think, I think we focus on that. We focus on getting like, as hippie as it sounds and i'm like i've, I've never been a hippie but <laughs> well, hey, i mean what is a hippie you know what yeah is, what is that true yeah but in general like hey get in touch with nature again right you know remind yourself that we're still just animals on this planet you know and we have a need to you know ground ourselves with the earth you know whatever that means to you but i know myself when i spend a weekend in the woods Dude, I come out with a whole new perspective on life. I feel, re, you know, regenerated. I feel fresh. We're shutting everything off. That it's yes. it's distractions. You know, we're too distracted these days. We don't even we don't know real, you know, fake and what's real. And we're just it's distraction. You know, and that and that's it goes back to our beginning point of you know how do you make changes? Well, you can't if everyone's distracted in their own world. You know, everyone is just glued in to everything. They're wired in. And when you're out in nature, you're not as you're not distracted. You got the trees and the wind blowing, the birds chirping. You're actually paying attention. Like, holy shit, you know, it's actually nice out here without you know being in my house and watching a screen all day. You know, burning yeah. eyeballs out. You know, it's just it is something about nature because it's it's natural, right? right. <laughs> We've become unnatural. We don't even we think that going on a vacation to the mountains for a week out of the year is that's all I need. You know what I mean? You had a vacation, you went up to, you know, wherever and you went to the mountains and you were in a cabin, you know, and just turned all your phones off and you're like, all right, I'm going to refresh for the year. You know, and it's like, well, no, you got refreshed because that's normal. It's natural. Right, 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 right. That should be the default. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just weird. You know, it's a, we have a weird culture that, you know, we, we work I mean, you know, people work in the city, they're in these buildings and they're like, mm -hmm. Hey, I'm gonna take a vacation and get away from this stuff. But they spend, you know, 11 and a half months of the year, yeah. you know what I mean? In, in that environment. Mm -hmm. And then they think that's all they need to, to be good. And it's like, no, you felt good when you did it because that's what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. How many people do you think in New York city go all year round without ever touching grass? Some probably never, <laughs> right? I mean, even like, their houses have just a pot spot for their dog to piss and yeah. you know, you're not walking in that. Yeah. So. I mean, it's not everyone, but I guarantee, I mean, some people probably, you know, they go to the local park or central park or whatever, but like, I bet you there's a pretty, pretty significant percentage of people that never touch anything, you know, grass or a tree or anything. Well, I mean, if you've been to New York, I haven't been to New York in a long time, but those people are pissed all the time. <laughs> you know, you go in a restaurant, they're yelling at you. And of course it's a cultural thing, but I yeah. mean, they're pissed all the time. I mean, yeah. I, I think they're, you know, it, I'm just making fun, but it's just, you know, if you're not out in nature, you, you know, you, you don't feel good, you know, your body don't feel good and you're, you probably would be pissed off all the time. Mm, it's cold as yeah. hell and you never touch grass. You're going to be pissed. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I think, you know, it's just, it's not naturally sustainable to have that many people in one small area. I mean, if you were to, if you were to take out the, the supply chains of food, I mean, everybody would starve. Right. You know, it's like even, even like back in, you know, ancient times, you know, what, what was a, a tactic for a lot of, you know, battles was just, okay, we'll just starve you out of right. your castles or whatever. And we'll just, you know, well, yeah. they would destroy their homes and then. 
you know, I mean, yeah, they would kill a lot of people, but they would, they would destroy their resources. They would burn up all their, you know, all their rice, whatever. They would just burn them up. And then they're like, okay, well, you know, you'll starve yourself out anyway. So yeah. Learn about it. Yeah. And you know, I, I've been thinking a lot about, um, you know, if you, if you, if you were to take like a scale of quality, I'm still talking food, maybe I'm just hungry, but the scale of quality and, um, and cost, right? If you look at what's the cheapest option, typically the cheapest option, uh, best affordability is cooking at home. And the quality is, let's say out of 10, right? The cheapest. Okay. So, so cheap, it's a 10 cheap. And it's probably like, depending on how good of a cook you are, a seven, eight on quality, right? right. Great food. Then you have your, you know, uh, your local restaurant. Right. That's like a, so, so some, someone in your community that's making local food, right. Not a chain place or whatever. Then you have your, you know, less affordable. You're talking probably like a, a, between a one and a five affordability, but you usually have a 10 quality because that's someone that has dedicated their life to making good quality food. It's not always that good. Right. Obviously whatever, but I'm talking on the extreme ends here, right? Sure. And then you have what is the most common thing nowadays in America is you have your middle of the road affordability, right? Which we justify because we're lazy and we don't want to cook or spend the time to learn how to cook or whatever. So you have, you know, maybe a five to six affordable and then the quality is absolute dog shit. Yeah. Right. We're talking your McDonald's and your Burger Kings and all your chain restaurants and and all that stuff. Like you're you're paying, you, like the 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 reward you're getting for the money you're paying is just not good. I mean, look at fast food though. You can't go to. I mean, I haven't been to McDonald's in a long time, but if you went there today, I can guarantee you, if you just bought for just one person or just bought for yourself, it's, it's going to cost you ten bucks. You know, just right. to get a decent amount of food. You know what I mean? 10 or 12 bucks. I'm like, that's for one meal. Now, if you got a family, you're spending 35, 40 at a drive through. Yeah. I mean, you might as well go out and eat if you're going to, you know, at a restaurant where you, you're going to pay that in a tip. You know what I mean? To We're be a family of six. Right. Dude. Yeah. Mm -mm. And even with inflation, I mean, yeah, groceries have gone up. I mean, we're spending probably an extra 150 bucks in groceries a month. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's pretty significant when yeah. you think of how fast it came, you know, yeah. and, and people's, checks aren't getting any bigger but the mm -hmm. you know the bills are going up and not just food everything's going up energy's going up there's a long list of things but it's just people have to you know they get that gratification of okay i'm only spending i'm spending 10 bucks but if you're doing it every day you're doing it breakfast lunch and dinner versus cooking a good quality meal right what are you actually getting out of it you know what i mean you're not really saving money yeah I mean, you're actually probably spending more money at the end of the day at the end of the week you've you've bought say 12 meals at McDonald's or, you know, Zaxby's, whatever. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like you're spending a lot more just, yeah. You know, even and if, for what, for, for piss poor health. Yeah. For shit food. And then you're going to be, and then when you're in your fifties, you're on every, every prescription you can think of. Oh boy. That's, yeah. that's a whole nother topic, but mm -hmm. that's, we got to start somewhere. Yeah. You know, you got to start somewhere. That's why I really, I really think it starts with food. Like, it, yeah. like at the end of the day, yeah. You know, on top of the other stuff, right, that we were talking about with kids and, and, and the family structure, you know, but for, for getting everyone healthy again, you know, right. good food. Food and, and water. Food and, food and water. Good food, good water, and and 
nature, nature plays a big role, right? We're, we're, most of us are stuck indoors all of the time, breathing recirculated air and not getting right. fresh air and sunlight and all that stuff, all the great stuff that comes from just being in nature, the way that we're, you know, we've, we've evolved to be, right. You know, our, our technology is advancing faster than we could ever evolve to adapt. And yet we still expect to stay adapted to this new world. Well, I mean, our attention spans are shit. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, kids that, you know, if they're watching their, their tablets for 10 hours a day, their attention spans are freaking garbage. Oh, yeah. They can't pay attention to nothing because everything's flashing, everything's happening quick, and people don't realize that's really changing their their brain structure on how they perceive things. Like, if they're talking to someone, like, in real life, it's not moving as fast as that cartoon show was. <laughs> right, you know what I mean? Right, 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 right. But it really affects them. They can't pay attention to shit. and. Yeah. That's a problem. Mm -hmm. You can't hold a conversation. I mean, kids these days can't hold a conversation worth it. You know, you're, you're talking to them about 30 seconds in, they're thinking about, you know, they're not even looking at you. You know what yeah. I'm saying? They can't. It's getting worse because of the the screen time and stuff. It's really playing a... a I digress, but... It, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But it's no, just... I, I, I totally understand, and, and I agree. I mean, we do everything we can to limit screen time. I mean, our kids don't have... my. My oldest daughter now has a flip phone. So she has a phone. She's 12, you know, so we finally decided last year, like, let's get her a phone. But she's getting an old flip phone sure. with T9 texting. And I mean, you didn't get stuff. an iPhone that's, uh, you know, two grand. I mean, hell no. <laughs> right. They don't have tablets. They do have a Nintendo Switch and we play movies from time to time, you know, or whatever. Well, recently we switched um, because I... I, I succumbed to the uh, to the NFL uh, Sunday ticket. So we ended up getting the bundle with the YouTube TV, right? So we canceled like some other services and we're playing a movie on there and it's just like it was on TV back in the day. So there's commercials every, you know, 10 minutes or whatever. Right. They are not used to that. Right. And as soon as it comes on, they're either complaining or they're just like, running around or whatever, which fine, run around. Fine. That's even better. Like don't even pay attention to it. But the right. fact that the fact that they're so accustomed to, Nope, I'm glued to this thing. This is my entertainment. I'm not focusing on anything else. Right. And if you interrupt my pleasure, I'm going to throw a tantrum. Right. And you know, we have to nip that in the bud, like real, real quick. Right. You know, and it's right. sad. It's so sad. It is. I mean, but that's just, you know, like we talked about before, I mean, technology is fine. It's going to be here forever. Yeah. But you just have to structure it that fits your family's lifestyle. And you mm -hmm. have to just keep, you have to keep it in check. And yeah. people aren't keeping it in check. And that's what we were talking about before. It's just have them use it. They got to know how to use it. And that's fine because it's not going away. Unless every, unless everything yeah. collapses and internet collapses and everything collapses from yeah. an EMP attack or something, you know, right. yeah, yeah, you know yeah. I mean, that put, put us back in the stone age. Oh, but. well the next, uh, I mean, if, if you've been following along with the, you know, the discoveries on the, the, the younger driest period and how, you know, <laughs> the civilizations right. have probably made it to this far or further in the past and have been reset. Maybe we're due for one. Right. You know? Right. Uh, well, I mean, I'm ready for it. <laughs> I, I, I tell my wife, I'm like, you know, and I hate to say it like this because I'm starting to sound like the other side, but it's like, I feel like we're peeking out a little bit. Like, right. you know, I mean, I'm not saying that humans are peeking out because I mean, I think that there are a lot of smart people that are always, you know, making changes and True. doing new things. But, you know, you just look at the way 
everything is. It's like, have we peaked out? You know what I mean? Are we like just now jumping off the cliff and everything's just going to shit? You know what I mean? Kind of feels like it. It's like when <laughs> it's like the reset buttons. I mean, you look at anything. I mean, the reset button has has been hit on civilizations in the past, and there's oh, yeah. been, and there's been civilizations that have uh, that have fallen. But people have always remained and always right. have done something different. So far, and you know, I don't, I don't know if you're a fan of Elon Musk, and I, and I've, you know, he's talked about, you know, you, you got all these governments that always come together, and they're always like, hey, let's do a one, one government system, let's all come together, and, but even in his own words, it's you can't because right. if you, if you, if you all come together as one group, and you fuck up, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're yeah. all done, yeah, your whole, everybody's done for. Yes. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you, you got to have different. It's a nice idea, right? Like, okay, yeah, it'll centralize everything. It, it'll simplify things. But I think that's part of the problem is that we expect the, the solutions to be simple. The solutions are not simple. Solutions right. are complicated. I think the opposite is true. I think we need to decentralize into more community aspects, right? Like the whole point of the American experiment was, you know, it's not, it's supposed to be, a, a union of states that operate as if they were already independent countries, just with, you know, a unified, you know, currency and, and military and things like that. Right. Right. And it's cause it's supposed to be from the smallest out. Right. So from the individual to the family, to the friend group, to the community, to the city, to the state, or to the county, to the state, and and up. But we are we've gone so far away from that now, where we are just we are governed from the top down rather than from the bottom up, the way that it was intended, right? Right. Of the people for the people, right? Right. I mean, look at my damn shirt. There you go. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, and I think uh, I think a lot of that is we have fallen to convenience. You know, just laziness because again, because we don't struggle. Right. Humanity, not individuals. Humanity does not struggle. I mean, right? we get, I mean, we get AC in our house. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no one could survive out in the heat because our bodies have come accustomed to having, we were comfortable all the time. We've right. never had to be uncomfortable. We're all, right. we always have food to eat. And of course, I'm not saying, you know, you have that person to be like, oh, well, there's some people starving. Yeah, I get that. But I'm saying the average person right. has every need met. 24 mm-hmm. 7 you go exactly. to bed on a cozy bed on mm-hmm. a cozy pillow you got your shower your clean running water you go get your prepackaged food at yeah. the store so, you don't have to hunt for it you don't have to you know, farm it you don't have to right. do yeah. anything for it yeah i mean days may be stressful and that's fine your your job's stressful but at the end of the day all your needs are met mm-hmm. all the time you go to, mm-hmm. if you want something to eat you can go to the grocery store it's there you didn't have to grow it you didn't have to pick it you didn't have to you didn't have to do anything you yep. just go to the store and pick it up Yep. You know, I think we take that for granted. We take farmers for granted. I think oh, we, don't, yeah. we don't appreciate them anymore. You know, yeah. truck drivers, you know, we, we, you know, people just disrespecting them all the time. And it's just, we have forgotten where we've come from and what makes things happen. Well, what have we done with farming? We've centralized farming, right? Like look at chicken. What is, what is the stat? It's like 90 something percent of chicken that you buy in the store. It's all, it's all owned by Tyson. Right. Right. So again, we've centralized all of our food sources. Well, you mean fish. You got fish farms. It's right. all, you know, it's just, it doesn't taste like it. So how you can know. you have an appreciation for the farmers or the fishermen or the, or, or the ranchers or whatever it is? How can you have appreciation for them when, when they're not even your local people, right? Like right. how is someone that lives in the middle of a city like New York or LA or wherever supposed to appreciate a farmer when they don't, they've never met a farmer. Right. 
right? The whole point is, my whole point is that it needs to be in the community, right? You should know, you know, Joe, Sam, and whoever the hell, you know, like that's, that's where we get our berries from and that's where we get our cows from and whatever. We don't have that anymore. So how can you have an appreciation for something that you never are exposed to? Right. You know, and, and the sad part is that with today's technology communication and otherwise, man, we could, we could decentralize. I don't mean like power. I mean, even just decentralized people, right? Like we don't need to be stacked 10 million deep in one small Island of Manhattan. You know, right. like we, we don't need that. We have plenty of space through the country to have people spread back out and get reaccustomed to living in a community where you actually care about each other and you know, your neighbor, you know, each other, you look out for each other. Right. Right. Like small town living's, well, you Beautiful. need, well, I mean, like I was talking about before, like you need, you need that relationship with your neighbors because when shit hits the fan, that's who you're going to have. Yeah. You're not going to be able to run to the government. They're not going to protect you. They're going to go in their bunkers. They're going to say, see you later. Good luck. And you're going to look at your neighbor. They're going to look at you. You're going to be hungry. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you got to have friends when the time, yeah. <laughs> when the time comes. And it's, what sucks so. is we only see that nowadays after disasters. Right. Right. After 9-11. We're vulnerable as hell. Yeah. When, it goes back to the comfort thing. We're yeah. so comfortable that one tiny bump in our life, it, it destroys everything. Oh, my gosh, I don't have any food. I don't have any water. We run out of food and water in one day. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, literally, yeah. grocery stores would be wiped in a day. Oh, yeah. Look at what COVID. What gonna, we ran out of toilet paper. Right. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> right. But, I mean, but people don't realize we're, all, we're, we're always on the edge. You're comfortable. Okay, we're on the edge of a cliff, right? You got the curtain up. It's got it's sunny. Whatever you pull the curtain back, you're right on the edge. You're always on that edge. Right. Always. You're comfortable yeah. until you're not. Right. But that knot could be tomorrow. A hurricane can hit. Anything could happen. Sure. And you know, I, I you know, kind of stemming off of that, I've been uh I've read a book. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called One Second After. Mm-mm. It's called about it's a it's a book about an EMP attack. There's three editions. Oh, okay. So it just it, well not the not to get off on a on a tangent, but <laughs> it's um it just talks about how vulnerable we are. Like it was like, and the guy t- in the book just talks about like a like that could happen. I mean, we can have EMP attack any time. I mean, that's yeah. that's reality. It doesn't even need to be and, an EMP attack necessarily. Just an attack on our power grid. Period. Right. right. But it's just it was just talking about how you know how civilization like he went through the whole thing like it was a story like hey it yeah. happened everyone's car stopped everyone's because everyone's on their cars or sensors yep. the only vehicles that were lasting were the ones that were old school you know yeah, no, carburetors yeah yep. so everyone stopped stopped working you know people needed medicines people started kidding each other for this and that it just it it progressed into chaos because nobody was nobody knew what to do so getting back to the comfort thing it's it it's easier to control people when they don't know how to do shit. Yeah. Right. I mean, you know what I mean? When you don't control what you put, like you don't control the food, mm-hmm. you don't control the medicine, you control none of that. You know what I mean? Like just yeah. the simple medicines that we have, we're running out of penicillin. We're running out of, you know, just the mm-hmm. simple basic things that we take for granted we're running out of it Yeah, and because of the wars and different stuff going on uh, across, uh, across the world. But we're just, we're vulnerable to the point that, we have to get out of our bubbles. We're yeah. going to have to start helping each other as neighbors again. we got to start coming together or we're not going to make it. Yeah. And know? I think, you know, there's people that, that will consider that, you know, conspiratorial theory. Right. Sure. And, and I don't, I don't 
subscribe to the idea that it's literally a group of people or a person or whatever that are sitting there on high and they're pulling the strings and, and doing it on purpose. No, I think that people are just opportunists. Yeah. Right? And we've, we've led ourselves down this path that makes us vulnerable to manipulation. And then when people are vulnerable for manipulation, people are going to manipulate. Right. That's just the nature of things, right? right. That, that's why, you know, you know, speak softly and carry a big stick, right? You should be, should be kind. You should be all those things, but you should also be capable of defending yourself and, and right. preparing yourself and, and being able to take care of yourself and your family and your loved ones. And I think that's part of what's been lost is uh, like you were saying this, this kind of, you know, this nanny state type thing of, well, yeah, I'm fine because I, I can just go to Publix and pick up my food for the week. Like, right. But people don't realize what if that was gone? What if you didn't have that? What would you do then? Yep. They don't yeah. know. They have I, no idea. We literally saw it after Hurricane Michael. Right. Right. They had to right. start cooking the food because we didn't have power and everything was about to go bad. So we got to cook it all. Okay. And now we're right. running out. So what are we having? Oh, we have, we happen to have, you know, people shipping in food or MREs or whatever. Okay. Well, what if those supply chains are down or whatever? Like you can't, you can't just right. automatically rely on outside forces coming in to save you. Right. It, it's just, it's not, it's not tenable. It's, it, ugh. I hate it. Cause I don't, I don't want to seem like, you know, a doomsday prepper or whatever. Right. And I'm, and I'm not, you know, like I, look, I have, I have a small pantry of like excess canned food, like just in case, but that's because we live in Florida and there's hurricanes and right. that's legit. Right. You know, well, see that, I feel like that's a, that's like a cop out for people to say, Oh, it's a conspiracy because they don't want to think about it. Right. Well, yeah. just because you don't want to think about it doesn't make it not reality. Right. Just because you don't want to think about that. Maybe you're not going to be as comfortable as you are today from a year from now, whatever. I mean, you could lose your job, you know, who knows? Yeah. It had to be a, an event of, mm -hmm. of destruction. It could just be, you lost your job and you're now you're out of job for a year. Still got to eat. Mm -hmm. So you got, you still got to take care of your family. So it's just, it's not prepping in a sense of you're a conspiracy theorist and you think the world's ending. No, it's just, that's being smart. You know, that's just being a, a smart adult yeah. and thinking that, Hey, I need a, I need an out. If something happens, I need to make sure I'm prepared for it. Yeah. And I think that takes me back to, um, wants and needs because we spend all of our time fulfilling all of our wants and neglecting our needs so let's say, let's say you lose your job, right? And you can't afford certain things or you can't, you can't afford your needs anymore. Well, then you can look back on the past, however long that you have been working and were you neglecting your needs then? Well, if you weren't saving up for this particular situation or prepping some kind of solution to a food shortage or, you know, impure water even, right? Like drinkable water is- well, look at the food plants that were burning down. People didn't have stuff for their babies. They didn't have formula. Right. But right. I mean, but that's how, I don't know what the deal was with all these food plants burning down. I'm yeah, sure there's something to it. It's kind of odd, but um, people were going over to Mexico to get, to get formula. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I mean, I mean, when do we ever get into a time where it's like, I don't have formula. I can't feed my baby. It's like, what? What do you mean? Like yeah. we're in 2023 in America and we're running out of baby formula for our kids. Yeah, like it's scary. That's, I mean, it's terrifying, but you know what? But the thing is, we're so, we have such short term memory in yeah. this country that that event happened. People forgotten about it. <laughs> yeah. Cause yeah. we went, cause they went back to their comfort again. Oh, now there's baby formula on the shelf. I don't have to think about it anymore. Mm -hmm. But what would you do if next time that never came back? Right. What would you do? 
and that's what I mean. Like if you, if you get to that point, that, that hard time, you're going to look back at the previous time that the, the, the time right before that event. And you're going to think to yourself, Oh man, I kind of regret spending all my money on my wants instead of preparing for my needs. You know, like, look, I think, I think vacations are needs. I think traveling, I should say, not just vacations, traveling is a necessity. I think everybody needs it for their own sanity, for perspective, for all those things. Right. But again, those, whatever those toys that you like are, you know, and look, a lot of, uh, a lot of gun people are very uh, guilty of that too, right? Like right. they have a full armory of stuff, you know, and it's like, eh, right, did you need to spend, you know, $50,000 in total on uh, your entire armory? Like right. some will say yes, sure. All right. That's your thing. But okay. Were you ready for that rainy day? You know, uh, did you need that BMW? Did you need that bigger house that you can barely pay the mortgage on? You know, did you need that extra, whatever you got into debt for, you know, all these things. Like one of the things that allowed us in my family to, to do what we're doing now and to, you know, quit our jobs and explore this thing is because we paid off all of our debts and we focused on our needs and we said, okay, are, are our needs met? And we were able to do it now because we prepared for it. And look, I don't know how this is going to end. You know, I'm going to do everything I can to make it successful, but you know, that shift in mindset is what makes it possible. And that's kind of what I want to spread to people is like, Hey, I'm I'm not special. Like anybody can, can do that. Right. And just, just with a simple refocus of your priorities well, stop living the way that you think that other people want you to live. Live for yourself. Like, stop, you know, and I'm not saying that people can't have nice things. I'm not saying that. Sure. I, You know, I have things that I buy that I, you know, that I spend on myself. And, Me too. Yeah, but yeah. It, but I don't make it all about that. I don't go to work being like, hey, I'm going to work because I want to buy that $80,000 truck, right? Right. And I'm not, I'm not down on people that want to go to work and that's what they want to do. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying for myself, I have different priorities of, you know, I go to work because I want to be financially stable to take care of my family. That's my first thought. If I have extra money for, to buy something for myself or my wife or my daughter, then that's fine. Right. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. And I'm not, I'm not kicking people that do that, but going back to priorities, it's like, okay, you might want to put a little bit to the side, right? Because you never know what's going to happen. We, we, you know, we have to realize that our comfort zones are very small. Mm-hmm. When you think you, know, you take one step back, you're out of it. You right. know, that's how that's how small it. We think it's big because we got a big house, right? You got right. you got six cars, you got a motorcycle, we got a boat, you know, ATVs. You know, you look outside, you're like, wow, I'm doing good, but you're on the edge, right? Because how many of those do you have loans on? And you know how that you, you're indebted, you're in debt to those material things right yeah. but those things don't, don't make you happy they yeah. don't those are things that you want and that's fine you can have those things but don't be right there on the edge at all all the time yeah and for me what helped won't make too, you happy yeah and what helped me a lot too is when i started thinking about you know the g- general concept of entropy right how everything devolves to chaos well that also applies to like things that you own if you don't maintain them they will fall apart Right. I right. have a bunch of scuba gear because I used to scuba dive. I never got rid of it. Cause I'm like, oh, no, no, I'll, I'll, I'll get back to scuba diving eventually. Well, what happened? It got dry rotted. It needs maintenance. It's, 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 it's practically junk now. It would cost me almost as much to repair what I have 
than to just buy a whole new set anyway. Right. right? And, and that applies to all kinds of things. So like, yeah, you get a lot of people that I'm not even gonna talk about other people. I have a ton. I had a ton of toys of all different types for all kinds of different, you know, endeavors that I took on or whatever. Right. And eventually it ends up just sitting and going bad because I don't have the time. There's, I, there's no way for me to have the time to keep up with all of my different hobbies. Right. So I had to dwindle it down. And, you know, personally, I, I started choosing hobbies that actually, you know, gave me back something, right? Like this hobby turned into this, right? right. Like, when uh, I did diving, diving was fun as hell. It's great. Shit was fun. Well, it's fantastic. But I didn't have time to do it. But I did. Highly it. recommend it. I'm just glad that I did it. You yeah. Because I always thought to myself, I'm never doing that shit. You know, yeah. Underwater. You know, breathing underwater. I'm well, like, I've always been. <laughs> I've always, I've always had a problem with, you know, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it all out. So whether it was snowboarding, okay, well, I got to buy, I got to buy the latest and greatest snowboard and bindings and everything else and the whole Gucci suit and everything and and whatever right. and blah 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 and the, the season passes and everything else and that was great for that phase, you know. But then again, you know. It ends up now I live in Florida, so right, <laughs> right, giving that stuff away. Well, it's but, a high for people. It's like they want to embrace it and sure. full on, no matter what it is, because they feel good and it puts them on a high, right? But like, okay, but with diving, right? Like, so okay, I got all this, all this gear, whatever. I mean, sure, I was issued a lot of gear from the Navy and everything, but still, I had to buy uh, some other stuff, right? Like, uh, okay, did I need to buy all brand new Gucci stuff, or could I have just rented it once in a while and not have to have the worry of it? rotting in my garage after a while right you know like you know there's just certain things that you know it's it's not worth owning outright like, like <laughs> boats <laughs> don't even start on boats Man, i will never own a boat i i, I don't think boats. i ever will anymore like i had this dream of having one i even th thought about oh maybe i'll just get a pontoon boat to go take the shell island or whatever and like you can rent one for the day for 300 bucks and you ain't got to clean it you ain't got to you ain't got to do anything you even if you it, go nothing. all out if you go all out and you get the day one with the two slides or whatever you pay a thousand dollars for the day right how often are you actually going? Look, some people, some people are fishermen or they're just really in boating enthusiasts and they go and take advantage of that like every week or every other week and they really use the hell out of it. Hey, more power to you. I know so many people that own boats. It'd be cheaper to own a boat instead of spending 300 bucks every time you go. If you're going right. like, you know, three to four times a week. How many people do you, you know? know around here that never did that calculation? They're just like, well, yeah, but it would be really nice. It would be really convenient. Right. Right. It'd be really, you know, um, it'd be another layer of status, you know, if I get this boat, or, or yeah, especially when you end up, you know, upgrading. I mean, right, boats can get expensive real quick, right? And then the maintenance is super expensive, and the gas is super, super expensive, and everything else is like, look, man, if you can genuinely afford it, hey, <laughs> knock yourself out, right? Totally great, but if it's gonna put you in a hole, man, dude, that's just like. Right. I need you talking to Dave Ramsey, man. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. You just don't live beyond your means. Yeah. You know, that's, that's super important, you know, and, but, but if you have kids, you know, get back on the family, you know, they, they see that, right. Right. You, know, you got to teach them what, what's important and it's okay to splurge on yourself. It's okay to have the nice things, but don't make it your whole being. Don't make that. Yeah. All out. yeah. Everything in moderation, including splurging. Right. Including, including moderation. Right. Like that's right. the old, the old uh, adage, right? Everything right. in moderation, including moderation. Yeah, right. absolutely. Once in a while, let loose. 
Right. As long as it's rare. Right. And I think the problem with most people is that they splurge as often as they feel they can. Right. Even at the detriment of their future. Right. And I think that's that's well, another feels, problem is the short sightedness. Right. Well, it fills a void for them. You know, sure. if someone's unhappy, they feel like if they buy that thing, it's going to make them feel good. And and I mean, I've been guilty of that. I've done that in the past. You know, hey, if I Who buy this it? thing, if I buy this new gun, whatever, it's going to make me feel good. And then, you know, a couple months down the road, I didn't fix what the original problem may have been, and I'm not happy. Right. You yeah. know. But that's the thing is, you keep buying and spending, but it's it's not just that we live in a in society where that's 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 the capitalism that we live in right, right. that's it's our system would fail if people weren't buying stuff it's sure. all about buying so every commercial you see on tv is what buying stuff yeah that's just where we're at like yeah. people have to buy shit and the thing Make is, shit and buy shit you can still you can still do that but not but not buy into you know <laughs> things that are useless for your actual happiness or your fulfillment or whatever it is, you know, like even look paper plates, right? People buy paper plates cause it's convenient. You know, it's easy. I don't have to wash them or whatever. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But how many stacks of paper plates are you buying every month? Right. Every year or whatever. How many, how many sets of plates could you have bought for the same price? as your paper plates. I mean, let's get real. I mean, washing a paper plate out ain't, ain't that damn difficult. <laughs> <laughs> or a real plate. I mean, it's different. Like if you're having like a party or, you know I mean? I, yeah. I get, I ain't washing fucking on hundred occasion. plates. Yes. On occasion. If that's what you're doing for your, for your family every day for every meal, yep. paper plate. I'm like, yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's not only, it, not only is it like bad because convenience is bad and it makes you lazy, but it's also more expensive. You're not actually getting back what you think you are out of that. Like, is your your time is that valuable that you can't wash it either by hand or in a dishwasher? I mean, we're in America. Like, right. Every house damn near has a dishwasher. Right. <laughs> like, it's right. not that difficult. Well, I mean, when you look at convenience, though, you look at cars. Okay, they got cars now. They got sensors on the front of them that that will pre-brake for mm. you. Right. Yeah. They'll, cause, but what happens is you start relying on those, your, your brain is not going to know what the hell to do. What that sensor is broke and it's not telling you, you've already, you've already been conditioned to be like, Hey, my car is going to do it for me. So I'm not thinking about it. Yeah. Everybody stops thinking about shit, right? Yep. Everything's, everything is, it's too convenient. Now our, our world is too convenient. Yes. Well, we don't know how to function without it. Yes. Okay. If you took internet away. People would just be sitting twiddling their thumbs, being like, "What the hell do I do? I don't have my TV to watch. I don't." Imagine I don't. if we took away Google Maps. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, but I mean, it's it's just we don't know what to do without those things anymore, yeah. and that's the problem. Is technology is great until it's not, and we've hit mm. the point where it's becoming a a nuisance to yeah. who we are because we're no longer having to think. You know, look at something as simple as a calculator, right? Right. People just have to do math in their head. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, oh, I got a calculator or whatever. And you're not having to do that thinking in your brain. Mm -hmm. So you, so your brain's going to be like, all right, well, I don't really need to, I don't really have to do much, you know, just tap it in and uh, you'll get an answer, right? It's just, yep. and, and that's a simple analogy, but it's, but that's the way that our whole society functions now is everything is easy. Yeah. Nothing, you don't have to think anymore. You exactly. just sit you get your remote, you're flipping through the channels and you look like a damn zombie on your couch. Right. Yep. Nobody, I mean, we got to get out of that. We got to break out of that. Yeah. I think everyone, everyone looks for the convenient and simple solution, you know, like, okay, you want to lose weight. You take a pill. Oh, Oh, they have this new thing now where you're getting injections. I know 
multiple people, even in my family, that, that take these injections to lose weight. Well, uh, okay, that may work right now, but number one, you don't know what the long-term side effects of that is, you know, or, or you know, you just want to be healthy or whatever it is. Well, yeah, it, it takes work. It takes time. It takes effort to get the positive results that you want, whether that's, you know, exercising or eating right or whatever it is. Like we just look for the simple convenient solution. You know, I got a headache. I take an Advil, you know, or whatever. Like, well, have you looked at your actual lifestyle? Maybe right. that's causing your headaches or right. whatever issues you're having. Like there's, there's, but nobody wants to focus on that because that that's hard. It's difficult. Right. And we are so averse to anything difficult nowadays in America, at least, or whatever the first world countries, every, everything is convenient and everything's too easy right. and, and nothing worthwhile comes easy. And that's a cliche, but Hey, cliches are cliches for a fucking reason. Right. You know, like the more, the older I get, the more I realize that dude, you should live by every cliche you've ever heard because they, they all stem from something true. Right. There's a reason they're cliches, you know, uh, I mean, you name it, you know, communication in a relationship is, is, you know, what's the number one thing to a happy relationship? Communication. Oh, that's so cliche. Yeah. For a fucking reason, because right. that will literally save your marriage or yes, yes. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's, it's the realest thing. And, right. uh, the, the farther we get away from that, the worse we're going to be. Right. And we, and you know, we need to get our, I mean, we need to get an education system under control. You know, it's because we're so distracted and both parents are having to work all the time. You're sending your kids to school, right? And it's always been the belief, um, even when we were in school, you know, in elementary school, whatever, middle school, high school, is that you're going, you're sending your kids off and they're going to learn something. Then they come home, do their homework, and then they do it again the next day, right? Hopefully they're right. learning something, right? Right. But it's it's not that way anymore. It's always you're trying to like, shape kids into in some type of political agenda right it's like the kids aren't learning shit they're not learning cursive in school they're learning some bullshit <laughs> math you know like the, the, they come home with homework and you're like what the hell is this shit you know what i mean like i was just doing like two plus two at your age and you know what i mean like yeah we need to get back to the basics we're we're, we're just complicating the shit out of everything right yeah i man i have so many thoughts on on education you know um you know, we started homeschooling mm -hmm. and leading up to it was already eye-opening. And then actually having started it is even more eye-opening. Um, you know, what we want to focus on actually teaching formally versus what we want to teach informally, you know, has, has completely shifted my, my way of thinking towards education. You know, we focus on formally teaching math, reading, writing, you know, and some basic science, but even that is very informal in the way we do we, that we do it. You know, we don't necessarily study the books on things like, no, we actually do hands-on experiments and, and things of that nature. Um, a geography, we just kind of, you know, we have semi-formal, but anyway, um, you know, it, it, it's, um, I think we've lost sight through the public school system on what we, sh what, everyone should or should not know you know in again at no fault of any particular person or system or whatever it's a near impossible task for a a group of people to sit down and say okay this is what millions of kids should learn 
And this is the curriculum that will apply to every child in first grade, second grade, third grade, and so on. I've always been against test taking type stuff because it's, we, we base kids off of how smart they are based on a test. Well, not every, I'm not a good test taker. I'm okay. But does that make a kid dumb because they can't, pass a test they may be a genius they just hate tests right Right. but we we form everything in school based on tests and i i've always been kind of against that yeah it's 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 fine to challenge what you've learned there's nothing wrong with that Mm -hmm. but to just single out kids that may not be good at taking tests but they're smart and then you say hey you're dumb you know go sit the corner over and we're going to separate you from the other kids right yeah and i'm not saying some kids don't need uh extra attention but the the whole test taking thing is is always been kind of weird to me, you know, because kids that are smart kind of singled out, you know, for, for yeah. that reason. Yeah, I mean, I wonder if if there was a way. I'm kind of just <laughs> idealizing a little bit, but if it was possible to do some sort of some sort of middle middle ground where public school, you know, if we were to, <laughs> in a utopian view, right in in my in my ideal world, let's say, you could have number one. It would be one parent working and the other able to stay home with the children right. Right, to raise them. Right. Whatever. Um, but you would have public school be a few hours a day where they focus on those important things, right? Because if you spend eight hours in a classroom learning nonsense that you'll probably never remember, you know, you'll at least at least you'll get the exercise of your brain of learning things. Right. You know, that's obviously very important, but there needs to be a balance between the important things to, to be taught formally and then life lessons. Right. Right. And where do you learn your life lessons? Some in school. Sure. You know, your, your social interactions and, and how to deal with people and all that stuff. Sure. But I mean, most of my life lessons learned were from my immediate family, Right. You know, my community and, and things of that nature. It wasn't from school itself, you know, especially when you get into that, and then you get into that rastness of morality and like what you're learning from what teachers and most people don't even know their kids teachers to begin with, you know, and I don't even mean on a, on a hyper political level and all that stuff. I just mean just general morality. Like you don't know, you don't know these people. Right. They're strangers to most people, unless you're talking about a very small town right. and everybody knows everybody. But even in this town where it's it's not that small, right? or it's not that big, but it's still bigger than a small town, let's say, like, I, 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 I met my kids' teachers a few times, you know, and like I know their names and I recognize them in public, but I don't know what they're about. Right. I don't know if they're good people or not. I would like to assume that they are, but- sure. That's a that's a big assumption to make right. on someone who's spending more time with your kids than you right. for most people. Right. So yeah. I don't know. I I don't know what the solution is. We, we're we're trying this homeschool thing. Hopefully it works out well. You know, if yeah. it doesn't, we'll we'll put them back into public school. You know, if we can't handle it or whatever, or they seem to be falling behind or anything like that. But right. It just sucks that again, like we were saying before, it's A or B. You know, and there's no real good middle ground. I guess C would be private school, but who can afford that? Right. You know, especially nowadays. Yeah. Not me. So. Yeah. I mean, the choices that we get is this is it. I do believe it is by design. It's just to, you know, to keep everybody down. And I just, you know, like 
whenever I was, you know, in middle school and stuff that we, you know, we would do home ec, you know, we learned mm-hmm. how to sew and, you know, I didn't give a shit about that when I was, right, that age. Yeah. but, but it is a good thing to learn how to do. Right. I, w- we, we I would, would say that home ec is more important than, you know, calculus. Yeah. You know, like, right. You will, you will, you may not like it at the time, but you probably learn some stuff in home ec that you still right. apply today in your life. Well, we had outdoor ed, you know, you learn how to shoot a, a bow and arrow, you know, you learn how to make knots, you know, you know how to, just simple shit. You guys that, had that? Yeah. Oh, we didn't have that. That's crazy. Yeah. So you learn how to do like, but they don't have any. I don't think they have yeah. it anymore. Oh, yeah. of course not. You know, anything that anything of any benefit of any benefit to learn how to do shit other than like work in an office. They're like, oh, we ain't gonna teach you that. Right. It's just right. it's weird. We need to get back into you know things that are more natural. I think it would help. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just just to have that appreciation for everyday things, you know. Again, you know, like with the food, I mean, just, just understanding what it is that we're eating. Right. You know, we're, like, what is this, what is this steak that I see in this, you know, cellophane right. wrapper? Right. Like, that's an animal. That's an animal that somebody had to, you know, raise and take care of and then slaughter and butcher and everything. You right. know, like, but we're so disconnected and that that's why, you know, you get a lot of people that get traumatized when they see it eventually you know they see it as an adult and they get traumatized and that's how you get veganism and everything else which sure look there are terrible practices out there but a lot of that is it's because it's centralized to factory farms right if you bring it back again i'll I'll beat this drum until i'm dead right if you if you decentralize that back to the community then you're able to actually have you know sensible farming and 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 um, what do you call it? rancher? Whatever. I don't even know. Right. Well, I mean, it's like um, you know, get back into you know, like the the family structure that we kind of talked about. Like, like even you know, talking about the food. Like, if people grow their own food, they feel they feel valuable, feels important. Like, hey, you're making a difference, right? But when kids turn on the TV and all they see is AOC or somebody, you know, talk about. I mean, they mean, I mean, they literally said the world's going to end by 2030. Right. You hear it all the time, mm-hmm. constantly, 2030, 2030. I mean, the world's been ending since what, the, the 50s, the 60s? Oh, yeah. I mean, the world's been ending. The world should have ended 12 times by now, according to, to them, right? Right. And, and I'm not saying there's, there's going to make people come out like, oh, there, you know there's climate change problems, right? I'm like, I ain't even get into a debate about it right now. <laughs> I'm just saying the world's ended about 10 or 12 times by now. Right. But- Whenever kids, when and I say, and again, I say kids because they're the ones that are growing up. They're the future, right? Mm-hmm. And if all they're seeing is, well, the planet's ending, and they keep harping on it, well, what's the point? I, you know, I right. don't. Why have goals? Why, why give a shit about anything? If there's no future for me, then yeah. why give a damn about anything? Yeah, nihilism is is a rational thought to so many kids nowadays. You yeah. know, and and you can't blame them. I mean, I, I I feel terrible for these kids that have a crippling fear of things like that. And it has ramped up big yeah. time. And the internet and all that has has only caused it to to increase dramatically over the years because yeah. everything is instantly right there. Right, everything you want to know is at your fingertips, mm-hmm. and that's it's good, but it's bad. You yeah. Know? <sighs> Yeah, it's uh, it's pain, painful to observe for sure, and it, it, you feel helpless, right? Because you know, 
the solution is for everyone to focus in on themselves and their family and their community. And the problem with that solution is that it is individualistic. And how do you, how do you get that message out? How do you get people to not just hear the message, but actually take it on and, and see the benefit of it. That's that, like, I feel like a lot of people, there's a, there's a surging amount of people that agree on that solution and they, they see the way forward. But the biggest struggle is getting the masses on board, you know, because we're, we're just, we're, we're so, we're so accustomed to our way of life right now. You know, it, to me, it's, it's kind of like, um, if you take, uh, okay, take like rugby and football, right? American football. Um, it's like, it started with rugby and then it evolved over the years, right? We, they started with, oh, it's kind of like rugby, but then we have some different rules. And like, okay, and then we started wearing leather helmets. And then, oh, we're, we, you know, got better helmets. And then, oh, shoulder pads. And then these pads and, and these pads and whatever. And before you know it, f- American football is more dangerous on the body than rugby, even though rugby players don't wear anything but right. cleats, you know? Right. And then... If you were to take, if we, we, we find out all about these, these, uh, head traumas and all this stuff, all these injury risks in football. So we have to make all these extra rules to protect players and this and that. And we keep going further and further down this more complicated rule set and, and, and advancements in technology and the helmets and all this stuff. And everyone takes all that on like, yeah, yeah, that's the way forward. We're going to, we're going to make more rules and we're more technology and more of that. But if someone were to just speak up and say, Hey, um, Let's take the pads off. Let's just not play with any pads. It works perfectly well for rugby. Now, sure, it's a slightly different game, but it works perfectly well for rugby. There's way less injuries of the same type than football, but that person would be looked at as a lunatic. Like, you want them to play football without pads on? You're out of your mind. Right. Well, no, that's that's where it originated from, and it's still being played today with way less injury risk. Right. You know, but it, but it just, it seems so counterintuitive because we automatically go towards the more convenient solution, more technology, more rules, more this, more that. Like, no, no, no. Go, go back, go back the other way. Right. The pendulum keeps swinging too far in every direction, in both directions. Right. With whether it's, you know, we talked about the, the bully culture, Right. Well, yeah, okay, did it did, did it go to the extreme in the 80s and 90s? Probably, yeah, you know, like uh, Columbine, right? Like that was probably due to too much bullying or whatever the, you know, whatever that is, right? Okay, so the pendulum swung really far this way. And now we're seeing the results of its, the knee-jerk reaction. To, okay, well, absolutely no bullying whatsoever. You cannot ridicule people. You cannot make right. fun of people. You can't do anything. And then what do you end up getting? You end up not challenging any stupid fucking ideas. And that's the problem, right? They're because soft, they're soft as shit, man. They, yeah. they can't, they get one little, they get made. I'm not saying there should be bullying, but damn, like, you know, no, I mean? no, no. I'm saying right no, now no. there should be bullying. Right. But like, but when it happens, they don't know. Regular bullying. I was bullied mercilessly. Right. I came to America not speaking fucking English. Okay. I was bullied for being a foreigner or whatever. 
I'm fine, right? Because I, I never experienced the extreme levels of bullying. Extreme right. bullying, bad. Regular bullying, good. Sometimes you need to be told at a young age that your idea is fucking stupid. Right. I'm sorry. It's true, though, right. right? Because what ends up happening, and we've seen the results, right? What ends up happening is you have kids that have ridiculous ideas that never get challenged because you're not allowed to challenge them anymore because everyone right. everyone's ideas are equal and they should be entertained to their ends. So what you end up hap- what ends up happening is no one's ever challenged on their ideas. Now you get adults that believe in the alphabet that keeps growing of the LGBTQIA plus right. I, I, I forget I forget all the damn letters, right? Because nobody at a young age said, hey, that's a dumb fucking idea. All right. Right. There, there, there's man and woman and there's there's extreme cases of defects biologically that have you know intersex and this and that. And those are perfectly valid things. But this idea that you can identify as a fucking I mean, people that there's always been furries. Right. <laughs> I don't know, man, I, I don't even want to go down this fucking rabbit hole, but. <laughs> People dressing up and acting as if they are one thing or another has always been around. Like th- that is true. When when the people on that side of the of the argument bring that up, yes, that is true. But we never entertained it as a reality, right? We never said that. Oh, you are like when we looked at a, a lady boy in Thailand. We never said, oh, that's an actual real life woman right there. Like no, we all understand. That you know, it's it's a it's a show. It's a, it's right. a whatever or, or or you know, not not a show in literal. You know what the fuck I mean? God damn it! Right. Um, but we all accepted like, hey, these people exist, and they they this is what they do. It makes them happy. It's whatever, fine. But we're not going to entertain it as an actual fact, right? And and right. people say like, oh, it's a it's um it's a straw man to say when people say, you know, oh, we get people identifying as cats and dogs and whatever, like. We're seeing it. It really right. is happening because these people grew up never being challenged on their ideas. Right. And that's that's where we need bullying, you know, and it's it's gotten such a terrible connotation. I know it sounds hard. Like I, I feel bad saying that. Like well, well, because taken, I don't want the extreme side. Right. And even a disagreement on something doesn't doesn't equate to to bullying, right? Like yeah. like I don't have to agree with everything that someone says. But these days you have to, mm-hmm. and then you know, and then not to get into, into the politics of it, but you know, you get the conservative side, then you get the liberal side, and and I'm not gonna sit there and and you know if if a liberal or whatever they want to live a certain way, fine, but don't don't give me shit because I don't agree with you, right? right. I don't have to agree with you. Yeah. You don't have to agree with me. Yeah, and apparently you don't, but don't give me shit because I don't agree with you. Don't get, you don't have to get physical. You know what I mean? It's always like. You can't speak. You know, you don't you don't get a voice, right? The First Amendment is there for a reason, but they twist the hell out of it, right? <laughs> right. I mean, they do. And it's just a slippery slope of just we, we have to come together. We have to be able to speak. And you have to be told no. Yeah. Yes. No, we're, we're not doing that shit. Yeah. We're not, it's, it's dumb as fuck. We're not doing it. Yeah. Instead of being like, oh, you know what? We'll give it a shot. And, and then it never stops. Yeah. You give an inch, take a fucking mile. It mm-hmm. turns into a hundred miles and then there's no cutting that road off. It's too long now. Now, yeah. now you try to branch off into another fucking road and then that road is just as fucking stupid. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean look, 
it doesn't have to be like the extreme things either, like like gender or whatever. Like, look, when I was before I got my license, I I used to play uh, Need for Need for Speed, right? I think everybody did, right? Yeah, it had Need for Speed Underground, and I remember my favorite car to like mod out was a Honda Civic because you could get it real cheap at the beginning, and you could just mod the crap out of it, and it was like actually pretty quick in the game. So I was like. Oh man, when I get my life, I'm gonna get me a Honda Civic. I'm gonna fucking put this in it and that in it, and turbo, and blah, blah, blah. And like I told my friends that who were older than me and like they knew something about cars or whatever. And they're like, Are you fucking serious? Uh, fuck, you, you think that's gonna be like a fucking race car? Like, you know, and that alone, it, the way they treated that, it, it was way worse than what I just said, right? They, they ridiculed the hell out of me, right? Rightfully so. It's a dumb fucking idea that a teenager has, whatever. And then I didn't get a Honda Civic. I ended up getting like a Ford Fusion because I'm like, oh, you know what? I don't need a race car to get around town. Like right. I'll take the, the the modest car, whatever. Sure. You know, it's a simple as simple as that, you know, but applied throughout your childhood, throughout your adulthood, you know, and and learning to take criticism right. without having a fucking tantrum like a two year old. Right that is just as valuable as any lesson that you can be taught any other way. Right. And it only comes from that way. I mean, I don't know, whatever. I don't know if that's the only way that you can learn that lesson, but I, it's the way I learned it, the way that generations upon generations upon generations have learned it. Like, yeah, you, some, some ideas need to be mocked, but it starts where it starts at home. Yeah. I'm not saying mock your kids. I mean, oh, you can. mock your kids. You can hell yeah, mock but, your kids. But you know, what I mean, but but you know, from the very beginning, when we first started talking. It's like it, that comes. That's at home, mm -hmm. right? It starts at home. Yeah. Don't give your kids everything they fucking ask for. Stop mm -hmm. doing that. Yeah. Take care of your kids. That doesn't mean give them everything they ask for. Tell them no, no, mm -hmm. you can't, because they're going to carry that idea to school, right? And the kids that get everything at home, they probably are the bullies at school. Yeah. They're paying the ass. Yeah. Paying ass at home, paying ass society. Mm -hmm. They'll grow up to be little shits. Yeah. <laughs> so, dude, hey, I'm, it, I'm seeing it. I, I, I've, uh, I've been coaching uh, my son's football team. Whew. I'm seeing it every day. The results of like the technology generation and the anti-bully generation. I mean, these kids get so emotional over the smallest things or little bumps and bruises, and they're just crying their eyes out. And we're talking about 10-year-olds. Right. We're not talking about babies here, all right? Some may say, oh, they're only 10 years old. Like, eh, come on. Think back to when you were 10 years old and the dumb shit you were doing, falling out of trees and, like, right. all, like all kinds of nonsense. And, you know, maybe you got hurt, maybe you didn't, whatever, but you sucked it up and you kept on going and you weren't just babied and coddled somewhere but the majority of kids were not getting coddled over bumps and scrapes and whatever and now i mean we're out there on the field and you know a kid will take a, a, a good a good hit you know and they'll be on the ground for a second also their mom's running on the field like, oh my god is it okay? we gotta take them out of here what like right. hey man you sign them up for football right like you you know this is a a very high collision sport right Right. But they 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 don't get it. They just they they're so overprotective, and you know where did they learn that from? From their upbringing, right? You know like that's that's our generation. I think we I think that's the unique part about our generation, is that we're kind of split. We're at we're in that we're in that zone of, you know, 
we had some parents, they're like half the parents were overprotective and then the other half were just like our parents' parents, right? you know, and, and we're kind of seeing that mix of the two and, right. and the difference in, in the kids from those two different types of, uh, parenting. Right. And you can tell, you can tell right on the field. I, I can, I can point out to you exactly which kid had what type of parent. Right. I mean, all, all 30 of them. <laughs> right. You know, it's, it's so obvious. Well, I mean, when I played baseball, I, I played all, all through my youth and I mean, you pay parents that were, you know, bickering, kick each other's ass. Cause you know what I mean? Cause of a bad call or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Those kids were just like, what in the hell? You know? <laughs> so, yeah. So I grew up That's in a different, topic, different time yeah. there and you can't do that anymore. Right. Everybody mm-hmm. be going to prison, but it was just different. Yeah. It was just a different time today, you know, or then than it is now. You can't, you can't do anything like that anymore. You can't even say a cuss word to somebody and yeah, police called on you, but mm-hmm. it's just different times we're living in. So we have to adapt. We got to change. Yeah. Got to get things back on track. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. For sure. And you know, I, I, I always, you know, I always say like, Oh, you know, it's, it's going to shit. And a lot of these kids are, are going to grow up to be, you know, um, losers or or just like un, unable to help themselves at all or whatever and i used to say that and then say oh, yeah but i don't care because i know my kids won't be like that and and whatever but at the end of the day that the other kids not being my problem is still my problem in a sense because i don't want the world to deteriorate for my offspring right you know, and that, that brings us back to the original problem is how do you get people on board? How do you get right. people on board with, with saying, Hey man, um, ease up on the overprotection, uh, focus on a healthy lifestyle, you know, and, and that's, that's more than just the food that we talked about, but it's also right. just the active lifestyle. Right. You know, everybody wants results without work. And I think that's that's the number one problem is convenience. And I think that kind of stems from the ego because everybody looks at themselves as a star of their own movie and that that egotistical star, that I, I why should I have to work hard for this? Why should I have to suffer through whatever the hell it is because we're just, we're egotistical beings. And we think that we should, we are owed all the convenience that we right. can possibly get our hands on. We've had it good. We've had it good for a long time. And, you know, all our great, our great grandparents, all of them that worked their asses off to get the country, you know, get it all going and to where it is today. It's shitting on it. You know, we don't, yeah, we don't work as hard as they did. And, yeah. and, and I That's mean, the, entropy. Yeah. And I mean, the, the way that we work has changed, obviously. Right. I mean, we don't, you're not in coal mines anymore, right? Yeah. Not, you know what I mean. We're not doing that kind of work because mm-hmm. they did it, and we don't we don't have to. But mm-hmm. um, it's okay to to have the nicer things, you know. I don't want to, you know, be the guy that's you know being the hypocrite, right? Like yeah. I, I like the nicer things too. Sure. Um, but we have to get ourselves back, you know, to being realistic with the way things are, and and you know, people that say everything's a conspiracy theory. You know, like I said before, it's um, it's an easy it's an easy way out, right? right. It's an easy way to just to dismiss everything as mm-hmm. well. That's not going to happen to me. You know what I mean? I mean, how many right. times did we before Hurricane Michael did we say, "Wow, that sucks," 
wow, you know, I'm glad that's not me. I mean, yeah, I mean yeah. and I hate to say it like this, but I mean, people watch the Weather Channel when something bad happens out of curiosity of of making themselves feel better. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't mean that in, in, a, in a bad way, but when we see other people struggling, it makes us feel better. Like, oh man, I'm glad I'm, I'm glad I'm, right. my, my right. house is put together. And, and we do it subconsciously, right? We like to watch bad things because it makes our lives feel better. Right. You know what I mean? You watch a movie where, you know, someone's getting killed or some crazy stuff or someone lost everything they had and you're, you're thinking about your own life. Like, oh man, that could happen to me, but you know, I, I'm glad it's not. Right. But then when it does happen to you, sucks you how could this happen to me right yeah right we don't the ego yeah we don't know how to cope with it mm-hmm. because we've always seen it on the other side right mm-hmm. but it's reality it really happens you know war happens on the other side of the world right well it hasn't happened here we haven't had to deal with it here right well, if it did yet well, yeah what would you do i mean that's a reality that's not a conspiracy theory that's that it ain't like they're on a planet we're all on the same damn planet right i tell, I tell people we're on the same planet with psychopaths okay yeah that we're that we have to fend off all the time. I mean, mm-hmm. there's crazy people everywhere. Every corner, there's a crazy person out to do something bad to you. And mm-hmm. I don't mean that to be a, a doom and gloom. I'm just saying, you, we have to be aware of our surroundings at all times. Yeah. And when there's changes that need to be made, we need to make them. Yeah. We don't need to wait. We don't need to wait for someone else to do it. Well, wasn't it? Happen. Wasn't it that the uh, Sun Tzu or or whatever that old um, that old adage of a uh, you know it's better to be better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. Right. Like, yeah, be prepared. Right. Be prepared at all times. Get ready for anything. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Just, that's part of being an adult. Be prepared. Yeah. You know? Well, I think that'll, that'll about do it. Yeah. Thank you so much for, uh, for coming in. I think Absolutely. we have, uh, I think we have a lot more to discuss. Than Absolutely. We can do again another yeah. time. Yeah. Um, Biggest thing is just take care of your family, raise your kids. Don't let, don't let the school raise your kids. Don't let the internet raise your kids. You got to be there. You got to be there for them. You got to help them out. You know, we want to put good kids in society, right? Yep. That's what we want. We're raising adults. Yep. All right, man. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you. Yep. Appreciate it.